This is Wednesday, February 16th. Years ago, when we were taking one of our children, our daughter, on a tour of colleges, we stopped in to see Covenant College in Lookout Mountain, Georgia. This is the college of our denomination, our family of churches. And it's also a great place to study. But our first visit led to an immense surprise. After we arrived on campus, we were taken on a walking tour to visit some of the main buildings on campus. The views from the top of the mountain are majestic and beautiful. When we returned to the College Welcome Center, a man came in and sat and talked with us for a good while. He was friendly, he introduced himself. He talked about the mission of the college, what makes it unique, and then he encouraged our daughter to strongly consider enrolling. After our visit, we got into the car and we were driving down the interstate toward Atlanta when our daughter said, when I said to our daughter, I'm sorry, that was pretty amazing having the college president spend so much time with us. Our daughter was surprised. She had no idea that the man who had visited us was the college president. And we all had a nice laugh. And she ended up attending and graduating from Covenant. Now, often in life, we don't know who we are dealing with. This is especially true in our spiritual formation, our spiritual growth. As we learned yesterday, the work of Jesus done on our behalf, all of the saving work of Jesus, is applied by the Holy Spirit. But here's the thing about the Spirit. We speak very little of Him. Many Christians report to hearing almost no teaching about the work of the Holy Spirit. And as a result, we have little idea how God is working to conform us to the image of Jesus. We have very little sense of the role of the Holy Spirit in our lives. Here's our text for today. Romans 8, 14-16 For those who are led by the Spirit of God are the children of God. The spirit you receive does not make you slaves so that you live in fear again. Rather, the spirit you receive brought about your adoption to sonship, and by him we cry, Abba, Father. The spirit himself testifies with our spirit that we are God's children. Now here is the way our life in the spirit is described. Paul says that we are filled with the Spirit. This means that we have God resident in our own lives, teaching us the way of Jesus and applying the way of grace, of the gospel in us. We tend to think that we're our own guides, directing ourselves toward new life. But what the scripture says is that the Spirit alone can guide us as we live our new life in Christ. The Spirit makes it possible for us to put on Christ and for Christ to be formed in us. The Spirit enables us to learn and understand the spiritual truths found in the Gospel. The Spirit empowers us each day to follow Jesus and to serve God. As we said before, Jesus accomplishes our salvation. The Spirit of God applies that salvation. That means that any sense of God's love any joy in your salvation, any assurance that you are God's child, all of this is possible only through the presence and work of the Holy Spirit 
in your life. I love this section where Paul speaks of the Spirit's work. The Spirit doesn't cause us to live in fear because of sin or death, but he frees us from slavery to this fear. Instead, the Spirit makes it possible for us to know intimacy with our Father, giving us the joy of coming to God as our Abba. The Spirit of God produces the fruit of the character of Christ in us, enabling us to love as Jesus loved. The Spirit makes our salvation real to us, verifying our status as God's children loved by Him. Later on in this chapter, Paul also tells us that the Spirit prays for us when our words run out, opening the way for the deepest possible connection with the God who loves us. Now, remembering my daughter's discovery that that nice man that visited with us that afternoon was actually the president of the college, we come to make the discovery of the Spirit of God and the life in the Spirit that we are called to. And this is a secret of our spiritual formation, the way Christ is formed in us. The technical word for this process is sanctification. Okay, now maybe along the way you've wondered, okay, the Spirit of God makes this possible. If this is true, then what is my part? We are told that while in our salvation we are passive and Jesus does all the work, as Christ is formed in us, we can and do work in concert with the Spirit of God. Yes, it's all of grace, not something we can work up or do to ourselves, but we can and are involved in that process as we learn to walk by the Spirit, not frustrate the Spirit of God. Here are two verses laid side by side that express this truth. Philippians 2, 12-13 Therefore, my dear friends, as you, as, always have, as you have always obeyed, not only in my presence, but now much more in my absence, continue to work out your salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God who works in you to will and to act according to his good purpose. Yes, we work out our salvation with fear and trembling. That's our active part. Notice we do this with fear and trembling. You say, why is that? Well, through Jesus, we have come to know the living God. We reverence God in everything. And we know God is the one making it all possible. God is working in us through the Spirit to accomplish His good purposes. Let's pray together. Abba, Father, we find it difficult to imagine that you have brought us into your family and you have made us your sons and daughters. We need your spirit each day to remind us that we are yours, no longer slaves. We need your spirit to guide us into your truth. We need your spirit to teach Jesus to us. Thank you for not leaving us as orphans, but for giving us life. For in your name we pray. Amen.